How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's Denver's home for today's Comedy Comedy 103.1. It's Big Mike. Excited to get this man in the studio. One of the biggest names coming out of the Middle East. And he's made everybody laugh from New York to Los Angeles, yep. but also Dubai to Lebanon. <laughs> but right now, he is in the Mile High City tonight. Yes, we sir. have Nimmer. What's up, man? How you doing, Big Mike? Thanks for having me, man. Welcome to Denver, Colorado. Thank you. Very happy to be here. So tonight, you're at Comedy Works South, and this is your first time in mm-hmm. Denver. So you, you've been all over the world, but the first time here in Denver. What You know, uh, I have a lot of comedians that have you know, been coming here for years. Have you been able to talk to anybody to get like you know any feedback on Denver yet? Or I just I just like to go to a place, yeah. rent a car, and just discover stuff. And I ran into Ted's Montana Grill. I think it's uh-huh. called. Yeah. Holy cow! Did you enjoy? Oh my god! This is a glowing recommendation. Oh my god! I'm, I'm glowing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's better places, and I'm just ignorant about it. But I mean, this bison stuff. I've been there two days in a row now. I'm like, give me that pot roast. Let's do this. I mean, we might. I've just found yourself a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Ted's Montana Grill. Yeah. Oh my God. So you know, I I uh, th- I just like to you know drive around. I don't like to ask people because usually when you ask people, they give you touristy stuff. Right. 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 I like to go and dive in, and I, it's gore. I mean, look at this. I'm looking out your window right now. Is I don't know if you guys think the same thing, but the open skies and the the different like well, all the greenery. Say, you you came on an interesting. Day. It's like the first day where it was just cold or yeah. cooler today. But I've like, been here we, for two days now, so I've been driving around. Okay. I, I love it. I you've think got, it's beautiful. You've got to experience a few different seasons all in a few yeah. days span or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might snow by the end of the day. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Great. So we have Nimmer in the studio. He's going to be at Comedy Works South tonight. First time ever. You can get those tickets at ComedyWorks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been going on with you, man? Nothing much. I mean, we've been on this uh, world tour just going everywhere. And it, I, when I came to the U.S. a couple years ago and then we started this tour back in January, mm-hmm. um, it was supposed to be like, you know, like 10, 15 major cities in America. And that was that. Yeah. But it was so successful. They asked me next, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do comedy for America. You know, I want like send me everywhere. Right. And we've I've been ever I'm going to Nashville, Tennessee soon, and I've been to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I've been to all these places that normally a comic, especially an Arab comic, I think wouldn't imagine himself saying, I want yeah. to go to these places because the community isn't here. Right. But I'm here for everybody. My comedy's supposed to be for everybody. If I could unite people in the Middle East, I'm gonna do it here. So that's what I'm about. Well, and so you know, when I think of um comedy mm-hmm. hubs, you know, especially you, know, you got here Denver, I think of Portland, Boston, New mm-hmm. York. Um, you know, I wouldn't have thought Lebanon. I wouldn't have thought there was a comedy scene in Lebanon. I, it, there, or, there, it just wouldn't be one that popped in my head. But not only is there one there, but you kind of started it. Yeah, there wasn't one until I started. Yeah. I mean, all across the Middle East, there wasn't any stand-up comedy industry. Yeah. So I had to bite the bullet, you know, and and do the first in every single country and kind of set up the infrastructure, set it up and blaze the path for other comics to follow. And they're following. It took it took a good 10 to 11 years until you started to get a, a solid scene developing where you have a lot of comics practicing. We haven't had any other comics doing specials yet but yeah. it's on its way was that your plan when you started to, to create to my it? own competition yeah uh, well uh, to create your own competition, it's, yeah. it's necessary that if somebody hates me they have yeah. somebody else they can point to or else they hate the craft yeah you don't want you don't, that, you don't yeah. want that it's not healthy i want yeah. people to say nimmer sucks i like 
this woman or man, yeah, you know, yeah. as opposed to like Nimmer sucks. I hate comedy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stand up. So what? What was step one? How, how did we like when, when you were starting to do comedy over there? Like what? What did you have to start doing? Because obviously there wasn't an infrastructure for it. No, I go. I go to venues like bars and clubs because Lebanon has an incredible night scene, like um, best in the world that I've seen. And then you go. And tell them I want to do stand up, and they're like, well, "What? Do, what do you mean?" I'm like, I, "You know, give me a mic. I stand up. We bring in a crowd." And they're like, "And there's no musical act. There's no band. Why would people pay money to see just you on stage?" Right, right. So I tell them, "Give me like a Monday, the day that the worst day of the week. Yeah, I won't take any money. I'll fill it up for you. I'll prove myself." That's what I had to do. So I had to like, you know, sell the concept and then continuously build the business. And the difficult part of it is, I never had a club I could go and work five minutes in material or ten minutes or what. I always had to do an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was that was the worst. It, it was oh, so, so so for much all you young comics that are out there, you upset that you just have to do a few open mic nights. <laughs> he had to create comedy no, in Lebanon. Okay, go. create and the I, stage. He had to create an entire country, the whole Middle East. He had to create comedy, like you know, get it going. So yeah. go do your open mic nights. <laughs> get Enjoy over them. yourself. Sure. They're wonderful. When I first came here, I'm doing like five thousand people shows. When I first came here, I was like, "Can I do an open mic?" Yeah, I, like I want to experience that. Well, I was gonna say, you know, going because when you were, you know, coming from overseas, you started to build such a big fan base. You were doing thousands upon thousands yeah. of people, and when you when I think of a comedy club, I'm like, well, you know, it's just a couple hundred. Just when you have a packed house, yeah. So what you know, when you started coming to the U.S. and you know maybe an audience <laughs> that didn't know you. Did it feel like you were starting over again, like your early that's, days in Lebanon? That, that's why or? I came here. Okay. I mean, the, the thing is, I got so big in the Middle East and in Europe that it became a thing where I it became a bit, I'm you know, easy. Because yeah. you know, the people love you already. They already know what you're about. Sometimes you don't even have to tell a full joke. Yeah. You can build on something you've said in the previous... I've done seven special, seven comedy shows. So it's like, you, you... I said, let me come back to the U.S. where people don't know me. Mm. Walk into a club. They announce me as, this guy's called Nimmer. He's from the Middle East. That's it. They don't mention credits. They don't do anything. I get up. And if I can walk away their champion, then I've done a then I've done a good job. That was so it, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone again. Right. And that, that's I think it's what it's about, right? It's like a martial art. It's a craft. You yeah. want to keep getting better. That's the only way to do it. Well, you've made your you made your way to Comedy Works South, and I mean, you know, Comedy Works only books the best. So you're obviously doing you something go. right. Um, there you go. You know, just within the United States, yeah. There's whether you go to the South or the you know, Northeast mm -hmm. or whatever. There's there's different. Uh, you can just tell there's different tastes. For comedy in this region, mm -hmm. obviously the U.S. versus you know the Middle, Middle East. East. Is is there any like notable like differences in humor, or do you find people kind of laugh about the same things? Well, I, or? America in general is more politically correct, mm -hmm. so you have to do a bit more work. I've noticed, yeah, you know, from touring over here that you gotta. You can't just dive into it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If I want to do a joke and the punchline is ISIS, I can't just go into it because then people freak out. Like they freak out because they think it's inappropriate to laugh at situations where people are dying. Right. In the Middle East, you know, people are dying all the time. So if right. you're not going to make jokes about it, you're never going to make jokes. So for us, we use humor actually to fight back. Yeah. You know, like we fight against ISIS by making fun of them. We fight them at the border, but then we, we obliterate their psyche by just like humiliating them. <laughs> well, say, if you did a joke on ISIS and you hear somebody say, ooh, be like, I did that joke in Lebanon. Yeah, shut, that's what I up. say. That's come what on. I say. I did that in overseas. So that's come on. That's so what I say. And it's not just here. Even I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba, in Canada. And I did a joke, and I, and the punchline was ISIS, and this one girl's like, "Wow!" And I was like, "Oh, are you a fan?" That's Canada. Like, I, didn't know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what else to say. But um, what were you expecting from Canada? I'm like, Come maybe, on, man. I'm like, why can I make these jokes in the Middle East, but yeah, I can't yeah. do them here? What's wrong with you people? Let's do this. So uh, you you started here. That started, but you you had already lived. You were a U.S. I grew citizen. up here. Yeah. yeah. So what got you to Lebanon, and then what brought you back? <laughs> when or I was what? 11, my dad wanted to take us back to Beirut because he was like, we need to go where it's safe. Because uh -huh. he felt that America yeah. was dangerous to bring up a child because he was like, we had these, they would send sketches to the house uh -huh. in San Diego. Like, there's this guy 
watch out for him. He's like molesting children or whatever, kidnapping him. And then, and then they were afraid of like drug influence. You know, you watch the news, they dramatize everything. Right. My parents bought right into it. And they were afraid that we get influenced, that uh, we wouldn't be family oriented. My dad was like, let's go to Lebanon because in Lebanon, it's like the safest place in the world. Like, you know, you can walk the streets, you can leave your door. The only problem is if there is a war. Apart from that, yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah, you course. know, at least you see the threat coming from a mile away. There's a away. lot of countries. If you get rid of the whole war, element, it's, it's probably it's, a great place to live. It's a great live. place. So that's why we went back. And I, the first year I was there, I, I despised my existence. Like, I hated it. I come from San Diego. You know, you leave your friends, you go there, there's an electricity, there's bullet holes in your in your room and there's like a rock you first time we went to the house there was like rocket shrapnel yeah and i'm like dad there's rocket shrapnel here it's like it builds character it's good <laughs> rockets build character so you know it's like that harsh upbringing and I, and and a year in i was i fell in love with what it is about lebanon that keeps people yeah. going back and it's the spirit of the people it's like it's a it's a it's an existence where people have realized everything that could be done to 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 make you nothing mm. has been done and yet you're still here so you, you it's a very resilient kind of spirit well to do that and then also go from that and then you know do find humor in life and find oh my god you have no idea what be able to they make have the laugh. best sense of humor in the world they're constantly making jokes even if you go to a funeral mm. the first day because they do like three days of like people accepting condolences yeah, yeah. the first day you'll have you know, it'll be pretty serious, but by the end of the first day, the second and third, it becomes like a joke telling thing. Cause it's kind of like, for us, it's like, okay, the bad thing has happened, right? The bad thing has happened and it's terrible and we all accept that, but we can't let this get any worse. Yeah. We, let's use it and try to, you know, they start telling jokes and stories about the deceased and, and even, you know, during war and stuff, like when ISIS was blowing themselves up in my country, uh, and the the way we got them to stop is we just kept making jokes. Yeah. So they 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 detonate and kill you know two suicide bombers because they go to a hotel and then we'd respond by this viral thing going of an invoice at a hotel that clearly overcharges them and we're like well there you go you know this is <laughs> they're a, not going to do that again. That's, well that's why they're blowing themselves up the bill's too oh, high okay. you know what I'm saying so it's like it's that kind of stuff and and there was one time where they the the day before the first Paris attacks three ISIS suicide bombers killed themselves killed fifty six. Lebanese people and the next day we didn't even close the the, the country didn't close down we we acted like nothing happened because we don't want you to think you got to us right and they go to the street where the the bombings happened 56 people died and this guy's sweeping up the street and they ask him in Arabic they're like what do you uh you know what what how, how are your emotions and he points to the traffic I'll never forget this and he's like there's still traffic in this goddamn country what is it going to take come back there's too many and he yeah. starts laughing and people are like why did that happen i'm like well imagine that you know isis the next day turn on the television excited to see how they've decimated the country and this dude's making jokes on the place yeah. where you did that and then the second thing is there were five suicide bombers but two of them were standing too close to their friends and they ended up getting caught in the blast and dying so what we did we thought that was so funny we released <laughs> uh, uh, uh an instructional manual yeah. for like safe steps to a successful detonation for like two <laughs> and we're like putting it online for the enemy like we're taunting them right. they never they never attacked again right. they were so hurt psychologically that they couldn't do it because yeah. the thing is these people thrive on getting into people's minds yeah. and when they can't do it they're just like let's let's lebanon's a whole it's too gangster for us yeah <laughs> so we use humor to fight back yeah well, and it's a great tool to do it with. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Nimmer, who's going to be at Comedy Works out tonight. Get those tickets at ComedyWorks.com uh, while you can. Uh, right now, we're in the, you know, being able to like, you know, I, I always think that traveling the world is important for you to get different perspectives, mm -hmm. meet different people. Right here in America, we have a very crazy election going on right now. We're yeah. like, you know, 30, 30 days out, you know, 
Have you been keeping up with it all? Of have course. You been, you know, what, I, of course. Are you what? kidding me? I'm American, but I'm also Arab. So, you know, ele- oh, I know politics. Well, I, my, my feeling is there's obviously a lot of people in America who aren't paying attention given what's going on. So, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, I am paying attention, and it's uh, it's getting out of hand. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of things happening that shouldn't be happening. When, when people in the Middle East are looking at the American election and saying, oh, Trump is kind of like one of our leaders, that's not a good thing. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not a good thing. And uh, by the way, I'm not saying whether or not I like him or anything. I'm just saying, like, factually, there's elements. All I want to do are, is repeat. He said the people in the Middle East are saying that that's like one of our, our leaders. leaders. So for all of you that are so, like, anti pro-Trump and anti-ISIS, you're kind of, or anti, or you're, he's, he's using the you know kind of the element of fear. I mean, you to, can hate Hillary. Yeah. You can definitely hate Hillary and say I don't want to vote for her. But to, but to say I hate her so much I'm going to vote for the alternative isn't the way to go. Unless you believe in Trump, then yeah. go for it. But I mean, the things that Trump is saying is dangerous because America is the bastion that the world looks to to do the difficult thing. I was yeah. saying before that it, it, America's like Batman. It can kill but it doesn't. Right. And it's harder not to kill. It's harder to take the righteous road, but that's what America's about. So to be able to say something, you know, to be on a stage and say, I'm going to put you in prison if I'm elected, that, that that's literally like we... Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at people I've seen in my, in my land that have caused a lot of violence and death and destruction. And the rhetoric, the hate rhetoric, the 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 speech of revolution that this is not america and even if you're using it so that in 30 days you then come and say oh you know i respect her it was a great campaign if you lose or if you win she says he did a great camp that's you're doing damage you shouldn't be allowed to do not in america this is the american spirit it's the greatest spirit in the world if if hillary were to win though it'd be pretty gangster if she finds a way to lock him up i mean i think it would just i mean She but, says that two can play it. Two can play at that game. Holy cow! Two can play at that oh game. Oh my but, god! That's actually, I never thought of that. I think that would just she be just hilarious. stays silent and yeah. then just does it. She's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you did, Olay. We you looked did. into your tax returns. <laughs> you were working with Russia. It, it, it's funny how he's hacking our emails and you want political oh prisoners. But anyway, oh my god! No, it's it's this isn't how it should be. And I I always thought that. Um, I just don't know what's going on. I just don't know what's going on. And uh, I, I think I have theories about the different strategies that are being implemented by both candidates. Yeah. And all I can say is that it's a bit just overall, it's just been a disappointing cycle. Look, when, when Election Day wraps up, all of a sudden, you know, all the TVs are going to switch to Ashton Kutcher saying we got punked. Right. And so yeah, it's, that all, would- it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a big, elaborate MTV show. You think so? So You think so? Well, we want to uh, thank you for making time for us. It's a Comedy Works out tonight. Comedyworks.com. Yes, Get your tickets while you can. Uh, we've got Nimmer. If you, like, you want to even like, learn more, where can they find you on like online I mean, and social media? Nimmer is spelled N-E-M-R. Yep. And just go to NimmerComedy.com. And even if you forget that, put Lebanese stand-up comedian. I'm there the only go. one. There you go. It'll pop up on Google. But NimmerComedy.com has everything there in one place. All links to my social networks. Plus, all my social networks are Nimmer Comedy, too. Perfect. So. All right, well, thank you for making time for us. Nimmer. Thank you. Comedy 1031. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 